Welcome to Splainin', a podcast where two guys explain things to each other that they should know, but don't. Mm-mm. I'm Jeff Sims. And I'm Evan Smith. Welcome, Evan. Thank you. What episode are we on? 15. Oh my God. Special anniversary episode. Seasoned vets. Uh, I think we should. I like the hand. I, we, this is the the um, evolution of the opening. Mm-hmm. I like where it's gone. I like where it's it's living. I think we should both say in unison, unison, unison. But don't. Ooh, let's try it. Okay. Welcome to Splainin, the podcast where two guys explain things to each other that they should know, but, but don't. don't. Oh heck yeah! Right? Yeah. So that we still get the equal amounts. Of lines talking. each yeah. of talking, so uh-huh. like nobody gets their butt hurt. Yeah, well, it's also part of the contract that we both have to have the exact amount of words. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's why the, the opening is exactly what it is. You can go back and count <laughs> those words, and I encourage you to. We'll wait. We'll wait. <laughs> we don't know if they're the same. Yeah, <laughs> Let's do that. You suck. You spent forever listening. Funny. But episode 15. Episode 15. One we five, are, yeah. We are important. People like us. Da-na-na-na. I hope the snaps came aloud. They don't. I realize anytime I snap, which is a lot, I have to do it in the mic. Yeah, you were the Bob Fosse of podcasts. Bob Fosse? Do you know who Bob Fosse is? No. Oh, like super, the most famous Broadway choreographer. He choreographed like Cabaret, Chicago, like all those like <laughs> dark, like noir kind of like, I was really ooh, hoping that you gotcha. could only name off one. No. Um, fun fact on the music topic. So. Last week, this is sort of a correction. Um, Jock Jams. Yeah. Jock Jams, I looked it up today, uh-huh. is not a song. It's a person. No. It's an album? <laughs> it's not a it's person. It's a person, please, or think it's a noun. Jock Jams is, because it was, it was um, Space- y'all ready for this? Da-na-na-na-na. That's what we were, yeah, that's from Space Jam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or not, I mean, sure it's from other things, but it's in Space Jam. Yep. And I was like, oh, I thought it was called Jock Jams. Uh-huh. Jock Jams turns out, I was like, oh, it must be a different song sure. called Jock Jams. No, no, no. That is a jock jam, but jock jam is like a compilation CD. There's like 35 of them of jock as in sport, sport oh. like songs that were like anthems that would be at sporting games. Like remember like the Now series, like, like Now the big One, Now Two. Tunes? Yes, yeah, like, exactly that. Oh man, that's what jock jams is. Now 2001 was a banger. Now seven was. The hamster dance was on that one. Oh, yeah. Delete that diddy do do. Delete that diddy do. That's enough. But there was a few good ones on there. Yeah, man, 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. How uh, stupid of us. Yeah, so Jock Jams. I, I guess I saw, like, I must have saw it come up on something. And so, like, Jock Jams, y'all ready for this or something? So I thought, like, y'all ready all for the this, title yeah. or something. Sure. Anyway. Interesting. It's not. The things you learn. The things you learn as you go along. In life. So, new theme. New theme today. It is. Um, I don't know what the theme is, I guess. Conspiracies. I guess we're back to conspiracies. Yeah. Yeah. We returned. We're closing my return. This is the final episode of Splaining. Oh my God. Can you? <laughs> no, I, would I would be, be so, so sad. sad. Oh. oh, unison. Uh, yeah. No, I would be really sad. I would um, be actually very sad. But no, we, we, this is the, f- maybe the first time we've returned full on to a theme. Like the last conspiracy episode was like each of us did a conspiracy. Didn't we f- do, didn't we do another conspiracy before that as well? I don't think so. We but did because we started with uh, JFK and Watergate. Yeah, and we also did pyramids, uh, which is kind the of pyramids, a conspiracy. I wouldn't say it's a conspiracy. I guess it's more on the theme of paranormal, maybe paranormal, maybe. Yeah. Okay, yeah. but anyway, we're full on back to conspiracies because we loved it so much. We and loved we, it and so much. We think much. other people did as well. We hope so, anyways. Yeah. Um, but they're a little bit more. Mine's a little bit more with the times. 
It is very much with the times. It's very much with the times. Uh, are you all ready for this? Stop saying are you ready for this because it makes me want to do the theme, the theme every time. Yeah, but I just want to make sure you're ready for this. <laughs> it's Britney, bitch. Yeah, it is. Uh, mine is Britney S. Spears. Uh, which is a play on Glee, but it's Britney Spears and everything that's going on. And there's a lot going on. I didn't know about it until maybe a week ago. Interesting. Yep. I mean, it's been a big topic of conversation over the last couple of weeks, at least. Um, Hashtag free Britney, which is huge. Um, I knew about what was going on back in like 2008, 2009. And I was really, yeah, yeah. Like high school, Jeff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but there was, like, I always kind of knew, I was like, I'm fairly certain she doesn't have control over her own life. And that's all I kind of knew. Just from, like, watching her in public, (laughs) you're like, I'm pretty sure someone's pulling damn strings. (laughs) I feel like I read it somewhere of of all the hanky-panky. But there is some hanky-panky, and we're going to get into it. I will tell you as a preface that I do not know everything. I will not know everything as the preface. Unnecessary preface for this podcast. Absolutely. Uh, But I hope my new fiancé, uh, Catherine can forgive me for any uh, slips. Should have got Catherine to come explain She it. wanted to come here and be a part of it. Oh, she was have. very upset. She's in the bubble. She's in the bubble. Yeah. yeah. Either, either even bubbles. I don't know. Yeah. Who's to say? Um, but also, I would strongly recommend people go and look at a lot of other things, and I'll explain it down the road. So let's take a trip in history. Let's. To December 2, 1981. Brittany Jean Spears was born in McComb, Mississippi. Her actual name is Brittany Spears. Britney Jean Spears. Yeah, no, but I just thought I thought that was a stage name. No. Nice. What a weird stage name. I don't know. Got a little ring to it, obviously. Britney Spears. Well, she dropped the Spears, didn't she? Mm, didn't she? And got impaled on them. Oh. <laughs> November 15th, 1993. Britney Spears, Justin Timberlake, Christina Aguilera, mm. and Ryan Gosling joined the cast of the all-new Mickey Mouse Club. Ryan Gosling, too. Yeah, you I should the see rest. him. You should see him uh, breakdancing in it. Cool. Yeah. November 3rd, 1998. Britney Spears, 16, releases her first single, Baby One More Time. 98? 1998. I had that. I remember my dad brought home that CD from a work trip. Yep, baby, one more time. And I was like, what, 98? I was six. Yep. And loved it. I bet you The whole album, I loved it. Oh, yeah, it was a banger. Lucky's on that album, right? Yeah. She's so lucky. She's a star. Yeah. Yep, nice. Uh, Three months later, it goes to number one in America. Also, I wrote in the America. So if anyone (laughs) was wondering, in the America. All of them. January 12th, 1999. Britney Spears releases her first album, Baby One More Time. Oh, oh, this was just a signal. Single. The signal. (laughs) The signal. (laughs) Beep, 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 beep. Does that hit me, baby, one more time? The number one grossing song in all of the America? January 30th, 1999. America is abuzz with Britney Spears, whose debut single, Baby One More Time, goes number one as her album also reaches the top. June 19th, 1999. In an interview published in Melody Maker, Britney Spears says, I would have to be totally happy in every aspect of my life before I ever get married. I believe marriage is for life. She ends up getting married twice in 2004. (laughs) In the same year she gets married twice? Within eight months. Wow. November 11th, 1999, a teenage Britney Spears wins for Best Female, Best Pop Breakthrough Artist, and Best Song, Baby One More Time, at the MTV Europe Music Awards in Dublin. I mean, it's a good one. It's a great one. Yep. 
May 13th, 2000, Britney Spears is the musical guest and host on Saturday Night Live, where she performs two songs and appears in four sketches. In her opening monologue, she addresses rumors that she had implants. I'm 18 and still growing, she says, as her breasts move around in her shirt. That is what the quote says, and I'm I hope dying. that it is. I'm dying. You think I wrote that? <laughs> this is important to document. No. May 6th. I just, I think Stage I, direction? <laughs> May 16th, 2000, Britney Spears' second album, Oops, I Did It Again, is released. It sells 1.3 million copies in its first week, setting a new record for best-selling debut by a female artist. She knew she'd do it again. And she did. And she did. Whoops. Whoops. August 28th, 2003, Britney Spears and Madonna share a big juicy kiss during Remember the Remember that? Per- Dude. Buddy, that's not Don't going we all? anywhere. No. I'm going to be 88 and have dementia. That's the last thing I'll forget. <laughs> yeah. MTV Video Music Awards. Madonna then plants one on Christina Aguilera, but we only catch a glimpse of it because the director cuts to a shot of Thunderstruck, of a Thunderstruck, Justin Timberlake in the audience. Uh, is this the same moment that Madonna kisses Britney and then goes to kiss Christina? Yeah. Did you not see that? They all make out. And then uh, it just shows a picture of Justin Timberlake like, whoa. <laughs> My fantasies are all coming true. <laughs> <laughs> we'll cut that. January 3rd, 2004, Britney Spears marries her childhood friend, Jason Alexander, at the Little White Wedding Chapel in Las Vegas. You know what I'm thinking of? Tell me. The actor, Jason Alexander? Hilarious. In parentheses, I had written, not the actor. <laughs> that would but be I thought, Evan doesn't know who though. Jason Alexander is. From Seinfeld. Yes, I yes. Also, the early 2000s remake of Cinderella, starring Whitney Houston. He cool. plays, he's in it. He's, he's been on Broadway a bunch. I'm trying to put it. He plays um, in Seinfeld, not Jerry, but the other guy. Kramer. No, sorry. Not Kramer, not Jerry, but the other guy. The short one. The short the one. Who's one who's also in Jurassic best. Park. Yeah. Yeah. That's Jason Alexander. Oh, look at him. Imagine him marrying Britney Spears. Wait. Yeah. No, I'm right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Imagine him marrying Britney Spears. Yeah. But Se- not him. September 18th, 2004. Britney Spears marries her new fiance, dancer Kevin Federline, at a private home in Los Angeles. Oh, excuse me, sorry. I just no one came back for more. I, I just threw up in my mouth saying the words Kevin Federline. <laughs> Seriously. The Professional 20- dancer, yeah. Kevin Federline. <laughs> the 27 guests were told it was an engagement party and are surprised to learn it was the actual ceremony of their wedding, which lasted five minutes. Um, it is Spears' second marriage in nine months. They divorced less than three years later. October 6, 2004, Brittany and Kevin file paperwork making their surprise wedding from a few weeks earlier actually legal. Spears gets a prenuptial agreement, which comes in handy when they divorce in 2007. I'd say. May 17, 2005, the reality series Brittany and Kevin, chaotic debuts on the UPN network, chronicling the adventures of the newly married Brittany Spears and Kevin Federline. It proves unwatchable and lasts <laughs> just five episodes. The couple divorced two years later. September 14th, 2005, Brittany gives birth to her first son, Sean Federline. September 12th, 2006, Brittany Spears gives birth to her second child, Jaden James Federline. Are they divorced by now? No. Okay. Just 363 days after her first son, Sean. In ensuing years, the kids enjoy many lavish joint birthday parties. Mm. <laughs> That's a point to make. Sure. November 7th. technically they're Irish twins, I guess, are they? They're born within the same year. 363 days. Sure. Yeah. I guess. Um, November. Me and my sister. Who? Me and my sister. Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, November 7th, 2006, two months after giving birth to her second child, Britney Spears files for divorce from Ketter Federline. Ketter Federline. (laughs) 
whom she married in 2004. February 16th, 2007. Britney Spears shaves her head at a hair salon. Oh, right. Then gets some fresh ink at a tattoo parlor. It's the beginning of a public meltdown for Spears, who filed for divorce from Kevin... Kevin, who would have known Kevin Federline was the name I trip up? Out of all yeah. the things yes. I trip up on, that's the one. Kevin Federline. Kevin Federline. <laughs> Kevin Federline. It's Federline, right? Not Feather. No, Fetter. Fetter, yeah. With a D. Yeah. Right. Federline. Yeah. Federline. Yep. Benedict Cumberbatch. Federline. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that is the timeline leading up to the 2007 Britney Spears meltdown. Okay. Okay. Hashtag. Free Britney. Yeah. Okay. Begins now? Begins kind of-ish now. Yeah. Okay. So pretty well, the reason why I went through a little biography leading up to it is because I would love you to name one child actor and actress who is the like epitome of fame, mm. who made it out on the other side like perfectly normal. Like I would love that. Mm. Like there's literally none. No, I don't other think than are. Hillary Duff. Hillary Duff has her shit together. Does she? She is a lovely human being. She married a hockey player and just like sat back. And she was like, listen, yeah. I'm living. Especially Disney Channel kids. Mm. They didn't have a prayer. No, they're the worst. Yeah, they're the worst. Although, yeah. although Hillary Duff was a Disney kid. That's what I mean. That, yeah, yeah. That's why I said especially Disney kids. Oh, like, yeah, she's, sorry. she's such a She was outlier. such an exception. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, not a chance. No. But I think they all have their, I guess, time to flip. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, and, and to be honest with you, with all of that fame and stuff, you're going to have moments, right, of weakness. Yeah. And it just sucks because it's exploited. Yep. Right? So she had that moment um, in 2007. She was also suffering from lots of um... postpartum. Nope. I mean, maybe I can't say that. Depression. Um, help. Um, alcoholism, drugs, addiction, addictions. Um, I want to say the word exposure, but that's not the word I want to use. Ad- addictions is fine. Is that what you mean? Yeah. What's like? It's not a full-on addiction. It's just drug usage. What's the word I'm looking for? Suffering from for suffering from Jesus. not suffering, but like. <sighs> Anyways. No, I really want to get it now. It's really bothering me. Drug usage, suffering, like suffering from. Like. An addict. She was an addict. Yeah, I guess. But like, there's another word for it. I feel like it begins with an E, but it might not. Um, I don't know. Let's uh, move on. On January 4th, 2008, Britney Spears was taken from her home in an ambulance. Amphetamine. No, but. No, that's just an A. No. Okay, sorry. Go on. Come on, dude. Britney Spears. (laughs) She'd take it from her home. Um, in an ambulance and forced into a psychiatric... Federline. <laughs> <laughs> That's why she was so sick. Yes, yeah, honestly, God. Yeah. She's taken from her home. Go on. And forced into psychiatric care. We shouldn't be laughing. This in is the 2007? Worst no, 2008. Okay. January of 2008. Okay. And uh, after locking herself in the bathroom oh. uh, with one of her sons during a custody dispute. Oh. This is when we saw the horrific videos of the paparazzi chasing uh, down the ambulance. It's like one of the iconic ones. Okay. Okay. So while a normal 5150 hold. Um, what? Oh, damn it. What does that mean? Yeah, see, in parentheses I had, if Evan asks what a 5150 is. But a 5150 hold under the California Welfare and Institutions Code, WIC 5150, an individual can be placed involuntarily to a locked psychiatric facility for an evaluation for up to 72 hours. Oh. Any peace officer or specific individuals authorized by a county government may place the hold in parentheses. Okay. 
Okay. So while a normal 5150 would require a person to stay in the hospital for 72 hours, Brittany was released the next day. Okay. Suggesting they didn't think that she was actually suffering from severe mental illness. Yeah. They were like, go on by. Yeah. Although it, it was placed as a, it was documented as a 5150. Right. Okay. Then a month later on January 31st, Britney Spears was again forced into the hospital. By However, whom? Here we go. Okay. However, this seems to be planned ahead of time. They worked with the LAPD for weeks and organized a motorcade the length of a football field, which included two helicopters. Sure. So, so it wasn't like a spur of the moment, hey, we need to take her to the hospital. Right. We need to do this. It was like they planned It was planned a date it. and time set. Oh, yeah, to take yeah. her and bring her there. And it took yeah. weeks of planning with the LAPD. Right. That same day, Britney Spears' father had all of the paperwork ready to ask the court to put her under what is called a conservatorship. In court documents, her father claims she had a dementia-related illness, which is inconsistent with Britney Spears' ability to do anything at that point. Dementia. Dementia-related illness. That young. Yeah. So, a conservatorship is a legal concept in the United States, and I'm sure it's also used world around, right. uh, where a guardian or a protector is appointed by a judge to manage the financial affairs and or daily life of, a, of another due to a physical or mental limitations. Right. Or old age. Okay. Yep. The conservator may be the only of the estate, uh, but may be also of the person, wherein the conservator takes charge of overseeing the daily activities, such as health care or living arrangements of the conservatee. Right. I. As in, like, they can't do it themselves. They can't typically. do anything. Exactly. Right. Think of it as a, um, well, as like as an estate or a power of attorney. Yeah, totally. Right. Um, so the conservatorship is a legal term. I already just explained that. You don't, I feel like you don't need to talk anymore about that. Nope, you understand it. Yeah, I do. Cool. So a purport, a proposed conservatory or conservatee yeah. is required to be given notice five days before a hearing. Okay. So if I were to file a claim to conservatory you or right. be a conservatory, and let's or, say I'm sane and fine, you have five days to dispute it, or you right. have five days to be like, Get my I'm actually, yeah, 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 come conserve me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Brittany's dad petitioned the court to not give her notice. It was granted meaning Brittany was kept unaware that she was being placed under a conservatorship. Part of her conservatorship was that she also could not hire her own lawyer. What? Yeah, when you go down the list of things she could not do, she was not allowed to go for a walk, to drive a car, right. to leave the house, to have a phone, to have social media. Right. She pretty well was not allowed to do anything, control her finances, see her kids. Right. Nothing. So if anybody puts, like, wants to put someone else under a conservatorship, yep. or whatever you would call it, mm -hmm. There is a grace period, basically, of the five days yep. in case that person is actually fine to do to take control of themselves. Yep. They can go to the hearing and be like, no, 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 judge, listen, Come I'm on. fine. Give it up. Sure, I got a couple of things going on, but I'm okay. Yep. But it was she wasn't given that. The same day that they took her to the hospital, he had the papers filed and ready to go. Wow. So he got the doctor's note from the doctor that yep. submitted her and then brought it to the court and said, here, here's all the information. Wow. Right. Exactly. On February 2nd. Brittany's dad attempted to get a capacity declaration from her psychi uh, psychiatrist, Dr. James Long, supporting his claims. Mm. After consulting with his attorney, Dr. Long refused to speak with her dad's attorney. Mm. On February 4th, a high-profile lawyer Brittany hired named Adam Streisand, which is Barbara Streisand's, like... Relation? Cousin or something. Nice. Yeah. Um, went to court claiming the singer did not want her father in control of her finances. Right. The court said Brittany couldn't pick her own attorney and ejected him from the courtroom. 
as it was part of the conservatorship. Oh, my God. And I'm going to read a quick document. At the outset, Miss Spears thought of challenging the arrangement, according to Adam Streisand, one of two lawyers whom she spoke with to at the time. Mr. Streisand said Mrs. Spears told him she was not comfortable with her father as conservator of her finances. It was clear to me that she seemed a bit agitated, Mr. Streisand said, but my sense was that she did not have the capacity she did, sorry, have the capacity to pick a lawyer and that she could make rational decisions. The judge, though, citing a recent medical evaluation mm-hmm. by a doctor who they hired, said the singer was not capable of hiring her own counsel. Mr. Streisand said he respected the doctor's opinion, and he went away. Brittany wanted to oppose the conservatorship, he said, but she was also was extremely worried about her kids. Oh. And she seemed to understand that the best thing to do in order for her to see her kids was to just accept it. By the end of 2008, the conservatorship had been made officially permanent. Whoa. By March 2009, Mrs. Spears was back on tour. Initially, though, she seemed frustrated by the restrictions. Back on tour? Yeah. Here we go. Now we get into the fun stuff. The battle over Britney Spears' affairs heated up in court on Monday, February 4th, as her father and his lawyers faced off against a new attorney who claimed to have been hired by the singer that weekend. But she's not allowed to hire her own attorney. The lawyer wanted to fire the singer's father as conservator of her estate, right. though the court ultimately did not recognize him as her counsel. Right. Adam Streisand, a second cousin to Barbara Streisand and an attorney who specializes in disputes over large celebrity estates, told the court during a hearing that Britney has a very strong desire for her father, Jamie Spears, to not be the conservator of her estate, um, which is pretty well what I just said before. I'm just reading from a document yeah. that was posted from the court. So he's, hang on now, this doesn't matter, but Tiffany will laugh at me because I always ask questions about things that don't matter. Sure. He's Barbara Streisand's second cousin, which means he... Okay, hang on. Oh, yeah, you're right. Sure this doesn't this. matter. No, it doesn't matter, but I just want to make sure I know this now. Yeah. Second cousin yeah. means that Barbara Streisand's and his parents were first cousins. Yes, that's it. So Barbara Streisand and his grandparents were brother and sister. Yep. Right? Yep. Nailed it. Well done. Thank you. On February 12th, Brittany attempted to hire another attorney, Jonathan Eardley. He spoke to her on the plane, but claimed someone wrestled the phone from her, and he hadn't heard from her since. Mr. Eardley attempted to take Britney's case from state court to federal court, saying she was denied her civil rights. The U.S. District Court said he couldn't represent Britney because they already said she couldn't choose her own lawyer. The case was dismissed. Basically, the father got that in quick, yep. this conservator thing, and then everybody's hands were tied. Everyone's hands were Every tied. Every judge was like, well, I can't do anything. Mm-hmm. Yep. Now, I don't know if I have it written here or not, if this is something I read and didn't document or not, but there's a full uh, thing where the judge that ruled on the conservatorship yeah. also is like super, super corrupt oh, and so like, like has, out. has done a lot of things like this before. Right. Um, same thing with like Lindsay Lohan and her father. Apparently, they tried to do the same thing oh. with the same judge. But like Britney's thing came out first, so I think right. they had a little bit of like there's there was hanky panky, right, right, and it just all seemed a little too close. So Miss Spears has now moved into her house and has taken control of her finances. Oh, sorry, Mister Spears, right, has now moved into her house, her father, yeah, and has taken control of her financial assets as well as her physical custody. Where's all- her mother? Where is her mother? Yeah, I don't know if they're divorced or the- if she's just quiet and just right. not she's really not mentioned. No, okay as well as her physical custody, all without the benefit of a hearing yeah. where Mrs. Spears would be present, 
he said. Right. So not once was Britney Spears actually allowed in a court to represent herself. Wow. To say, I'm not crazy. Right. This conservatorship is ridiculous. Anytime she would try to do it or try to get a lawyer because yeah. she couldn't control yeah. her actions. She wasn't allowed to leave the house. Yeah. Uh, they said, you're not her real lawyer. Wow. Eardley said that Spears has never been on good terms with her father and said he was concerned for the emotional and physical safety of Spears under these circumstances. In his motion, uh, Eardley said Spears had been in a form of private confinement for nearly a month. Certainly at this point, it is likely that circumstances have changed and it is time that the conservatee be brought into court for a hearing where the court can evaluate her. Yeah. Just months after the court deemed Britney incapable of making decisions about her daily life and finances, she would guest star on How I Met Your Mother. Oh my God. I remember that episode. Yeah. Yeah. It was like four episodes. She was on it for a full season. Yeah. And like she came back reoccurring many times. That's when she was deemed unfit to handle her own life. Yeah. She couldn't enter a courtroom, yet she could be on set for however many hours recording. Memorize lines and act. Yeah. Not good, mind you, but act. No, no, no. But act, yeah. Britney would then release the number one smash hit, Womanizer, in September and begin the circus era, all of which went to directly profit the conservatorship because Britney isn't allowed to control her own money. In November, Britney's document. This is wild. Yeah. Britney's documentary, For the Record, is released. Scenes were deleted and later leaked in which Britney claims her life was being too controlled. Around this time, Britney gave her friend Andrew Gallery a letter that she wanted him to read to her fans. He was uh, recently placed under a non-disclosure act, but decided to break it in the last little while. And he read the letter out loud on his TikTok. Okay. Um, it's like a three-minute video. Right. So Go. very recent, because TikTok is only the last year. That's what I'm saying. It was yeah. very recent that he decided to breach right. the NDA. Okay. Um, go listen to it. It's written as a third person, in third person. So Brittany did she it. She refers to herself as she? She refers to herself as Brittany. Oh, I see. So that she, uh, so that if in court, apparently, they wouldn't be able to be like, you talked about the conservatorship. Right. Which is also something she wasn't allowed to do. She wasn't allowed to talk about it. She wasn't allowed to bring it up. She was literally in jail. Yeah. Right? Um, In early January of 2009, a voicemail leaked in which Brittany told attorney Jonathan Airdley that during the process of eliminating the conservatorship, her father threatened to take her kids away from her. In March of 2009, Britney would embark on the multi-million dollar circus tour, which begs the question how someone so unfit to make their own decisions can do dangerous stunts. If you go back and look at the circus tour, she is literally on trapeze with no net, with no safety, nothing. She's literally like in the air, spinning around, nothing. There's a there's a picture of this. She was wearing a blindfold, and two guys were on the same beam, yeah. and they were wearing blindfolds. It's like, yeah, she's definitely too unfit. Let's yeah. put her 500 feet in the air on a beam with no safety. Yeah, honestly, like, God. God damn. Um, during those rehearsals yeah. for the uh, circus store, she actually um, stopped taking a lot of her psychiatric meds. Right. Stopped taking their medications. And her f- the producer told her father... The father found out and told her that if she didn't get back on the medication, he would strip the tour away. Yeah. And he did. He canceled the tour. The tour went vacant for six months and then did it again. And then once she got back on the medications, put it back up. Uh, I made that up. It wasn't the circus tour. Oh. It was her four-year Vegas show. She was in rehearsals uh, for yeah, the four-year yeah. Vegas show. She did a Sorry. Resi- residency in Vegas. Exactly. Yeah. It was rehearsals for that. I apologize. Right. Later in 2009... News outlets report Britney Spears' business manager, Lou Taylor, 
was the actual mastermind behind the conservatorship and brainwashed her dad that this is the only way to go. Mm. Uh, 2010 is one of the scariest years of this whole situation because there's actually very little information about what was going on during this time. Right. All we know is that Britney returned in 2011 for the Femme Fatale Tour in which fans saw that she was very heavily medicated. Yeah. During this tour, she took Nicki Minaj and it was like night and day. Like she what? T- took Nicki Minaj on the tour with her? Yeah. Okay. Or like they toured together for right. a lot of sets and it was like, you're at the lunch. Wow. Yeah. Also in 2011, beauty Mogul Elizabeth Arden sued Britney's dad and Lou Taylor and her estate for breach of contract. She claimed the notion that Britney Spears is mentally or emotionally unfit to testify under oath is a sham. Yeah. So that little sentence just look. She did a beauty launch like with right. all these beauty products. But her dad didn't want her to do that right. because it probably wasn't going to be enough money to right. tour it and like right. do all this kind of stuff. So he claimed on the conservatorship that, oh, you know, she's she's mentally not well. She probably can't do this. But then she went and did all the tours and all this kind of stuff. So she was like, no, by suing you. Yeah. Arsehole. In July, the conservators bankrupt her charity organization, the Britney Spears Foundation, and claimed only $17 in assets. Over $50,000 went to Mercy Ministries of Nashville, where Lou Taylor served as honorary chair. Um, this I have a big thing about her, um, uh, her charity, but I'm not going to read it. Pretty well stating that there was this other third-party guy uh, whose name was Andrew Wallet which was funny, uh, who actually was scamming a lot of the money anyways. Okay. In 2012, legal experts began questioning the conservatorship when she started judging and mentoring individuals on the X Factor. Right. How can she do that but not make her own decisions? Yeah. It doesn't really make sense. No, it doesn't. Right. So this trend of her being able to do things professionally but not being able to take care of herself personally can continue to go from 2012 all the way up until now. Right. So the reason why this is getting really big now is well first off those are all facts yes right so now let's get into a little bit of hanky panky so i didn't write hanky panky down because i think it's a good point of discussion because i do think there's hanky panky on both ends um have you gone through her instagram Catherine showed me some last time you guys were over i strongly recommend who's listening to this and has no idea what we're talking about go through her instagram it is shocking yeah um she's just constantly wearing this really black dark eyeliner she just doesn't she looks spent yeah. She like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um I like just like weird dance she's weird videos, dancing like... and her captions are weird. Like at a glance, when you're looking at this social media, you're kind of being like, I kind of understand the conservatorship. You're like, right. she doesn't seem herself. She doesn't like yeah. she, she seems like something's a little bit off. Yeah. Not to say that that is justifiable to put somebody under a, a conservatorship. Yes. But like you kind of sit there and be like, you know. I understand your 2007 meltdown. Yes. You know what I mean? And you're trying to come back. Yes. And, and you know, there's an element of, and I'm not saying I, this is my opinion, but I'm mm-hmm. just saying like, there's an element of like, say in 2006, 2007, she was going a little loopy. Yeah. And her father was like an involved grandfather and was like, okay, the kids are in danger if they're in your custody. Mm-hmm. But clearly it's gone too far. Yeah. Right. So Clear- what I think is, I think she slowly stopped becoming his daughter. Mm. And quickly became a product. Yeah. Right? That, yeah, like, well, there's, a, there's an element of I'm going to take the money involved. It's, it's not safety for my daughter because no. clearly it's like... It's an it, empire. It's an empire. And, and if it was just concern for your daughter, then 
Get her help. Yeah, pull the plug on everything. Get her help. You're not to perform. You're, you're not, not to exactly. do anything. You're going to go into rehab you lock or whatever. The doors, you yeah. take, and that's it. You get yes. better. And then maybe down the road, if because, you can pull your shit together, then we can reopen those doors. Yeah, because we've got all the money. Yep. Right? We've got all the money to get you the best doctors on the globe. No, but it So was, let's take two years. If we can get you well, yep. go do whatever you want. Yep. Have another child, tour, do whatever you want. Get let's, back with Kevin Federline. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was the craziest part of it. I think after a while that they just had to maintain this dynasty that they've created. Yeah. And and that was it, that they had to protect that asset at all costs. They they saw that she was abusing drugs. Um, they saw that she was using and everything like that. Exposure. Yeah. yeah. Is that the word you were looking for earlier? Exposure? No, that was the word that I kept saying. Oh, oh that Evan, was wrong. It's been like 20 minutes. Dude. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not good at remembering no, things. No, you're not. Um, substance abuse. That's what it was. That she was. Uh, she had substance, substance abuse. abuse. There was no E. There was, there's an she E probably in substance and an yeah. abuse. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, so, anyways. Um, so, she was suffering from substance abuse. Right. Uh, and they saw that the asset was going under. So, they said, how can we protect it? They could shut it down, pull the plug, or they can take complete control over it. And one of the things is that after her breakdown from, you know, having a divorce. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which yeah. can affect a lot of people. Absolutely. Right? Two, two young children. The paparazzi. Yeah. Everything. She's in the limelight. Like, of course yeah. you're going to have a breakdown. Yeah. Like, it's only... Of course you, know, you are. Yeah. Um, they use that as an excuse to get the conservatorship. And to maintain the conservatorship, they put her on irrational psychiatric drugs. Yeah. And they kept her on them, kept her on them. And, and if you're not... If you're not in need of psychiatric drugs and you're on them, they will make make you. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah. right, like you should see her like the video. So just it's just yeah, they are. She's numb. Yeah, she, yeah. that's exactly it. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Um, so through all of this, obviously, when you go to her social media, people are recognizing it. And people are coming out and they're talking about it. But I'll, I'll, in a lot of her videos, there's accounts from photographers and directors and music video producers, like people who work with her but not like for her. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Um, they're not have, her friends. They're just like, I was with Brittany. Yeah, we filmed Womanizer. Yes. And like, you know. She was he, fine. Well, she was fine, but also like she would have like people who would like make decisions for her. Like they'd be yeah. with her and she would be like looking at them being like, what's going on? Like she was afraid to do things. Yeah. And they would just stand there and do everything for her. Right. Like not in like a servant way, but like, am I allowed to do this? Yeah. You know? Um. And uh, there was um, many producers and stuff came out and being like, there's a couple of times she would come to me and start whispering. And when she'd come over to start whispering, one of the bodyguards would come over, is there a problem? And she'd be like, no, no, no problem. Like she was just constantly trying to seek help. Right. The bodyguards and, weren't there for her. They were here there to, to make sure she wasn't doing something she shouldn't. Exactly. Yeah. Right. They called her controllers or controllees or something. Yeah. Excuse me. Um, and there's half a dozen of those accounts. When yeah. you go and you research this on your own time, each one of these directors and producers have stories of this, right? Yeah. Um, and then my favorite ones is she'll post these ridiculous videos. Mm. And then people will comment. Yes. Be like, if you're truly in help, wear yellow in your next video. Because right. they think she's just searching. Like, she's trying she's to reading the comments, time. yeah. And then the next video, she'll wear yellow. And everyone's like, oh, my God, yeah. she's in desperate need of help. Someone help her. Yes. And then they'll be like, wear blue in the next video. And then she'll wear blue. And everyone's like, oh. Yeah. And so people are protesting and parading, like, yeah. free Britney. And, like... They're really reading into this everything that she does. Yeah. Like she's posting 
she's post there was a person who showed a video where she was doing one of her little silly photo shoots talking about her shirt or her flowers or something. Yeah. And there was a scribble of nothingness in the background. Yeah. And they're like, there's a person in the back watching. Buddy, not a chance in a million years was that a person in the background. Yeah. Not a chance. People see what they want to see. Oh, I got a lot of that for you soon. Same thing. The yeah. next the next uh, picture was her wearing, she had this white hat. Yeah. And she was dancing with this white hat. Yeah. Everyone's like trying to find the message. Right. And then one person picked out the hat. They're like, look at the hat. Look above her index finger. It's a smudge. And then they zoom in the smudge and they're like, look, it says help. Like it's, yeah, yeah, people yeah. see what they want oh, to yeah. see. And also like, Obviously, there's some shady business going on. Oh, there's no doubt. Right, there's, there's no doubt. So, no doubt. Who's who's the one reading the comments on the Instagram? Not Brittany. No, because it's all managed by her what's father. His, her father. Yeah. So when they go, like, let's let's be honest, we haven't heard much from Brittany in the last few years in terms nope. of like a big number one hit. No. So it's like, oh, how do we get Brittany back on top? Well, let's read the comments. Oh, where where blue if something's wrong? Let's put her in blue next let's video. Let's trend. Let's right, trend. let's trend. So they and put then her in we'll blue. put out an album in three years. They put her in be number yeah, one. Exactly. They put her in blue when somebody says blue. Yeah. People go crazy. They put her in yellow when somebody says yellow. Yeah. People go crazy. Yep. So, I, I mean, adding to the conspiracy, I think that's probably more what's going on. It's like they're like the they're people who are controller are playing into it yeah. and going, let's make this huge. Yeah. And then Britney is at the top again. Yeah. And, and not the- at the top in the way that. You know, we would like a human to be. No. But at the top in the way that the people who want the money are. Yeah. And yeah. like every single video, you see her glance off to the side as if she's uh. looking at somebody who's like controlling the video or filming it or whatever. Yeah, I hate that. And she, there was like a video she was like, hi, everyone. So I'm here now because I burned my gym and it was an accident, but I burned it down. Ha <laughs> ha. So I'm here and this is what I do for a workout. And then she posts a video of her working out and everyone's just like. Brit, Brit, why'd you why'd you burn down your gym? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like what happened? And Who's so, gym? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is he all Kevin? right? <laughs> gym? Don't even know him. Gym. <laughs> <laughs> That's shocking. Um, but the the moral of the story here is that I think there's truth, and I think there yeah, is definitely a lot of hanky panky. Yeah, and I think the people who are truly Buying into this are looking at the hanky panky. Yeah. And I think, like, the truth, like, I think the reality is, is that back in 2007, she was sick. Yeah. Whether it was substance abuse or she was suffering from severe mental illness. Yeah. Or a combination, like, the substance abuse can lead to that. Yes. Or, and like, her divorce and her two kids. Like, she was obviously sick. There's no denying that. And, And also, in the top people in the world to be following. Yeah. So the paparazzi are after you all the time. You're in the limelight all the time, and yep. you're getting a divorce, and you're on drugs, and it's like, yeah, you're going to spiral. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh, there's no denying that. Yeah. I think she needed help. Yeah. But I think her father saw an opportunity, and her manager, who probably yeah. convinced him to do it, saw the yeah. opportunity to save the empire. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> dun, 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 <laughs> well done. Dun. Um, and start the conservatorship. Yep. And and then they just got so locked into that, and they just had so much control over her, and they can manipulate, and just that fear of her breaking again. So yeah. they medicated her and continued to medicate her against her will. There's also lots of accounts from her ex-boyfriend saying that he was in the same room when her father crushed up pills and put her in her wine. <gasps> and she was like, I'm not drinking that, and took her boyfriend's wine, because she right. knew. She was like, I'm right. not being drugged. I know I'm being drugged. Yeah. And there's countless accounts of her trying to get out and tell people, like, help, SOS, right. like, all this kind of stuff. I'm like, I'm not crazy. I think it's just so far oh. gone now. It's been, like, 12 years. 
It's the nightmare, isn't it? It is the nightmare. There's a movie about this, or like a plot. I mean, there is more than one. I mean, it's called Prison. First off, well, no, I know, but like a plot of like everyone, like everyone is against you, and there's no way, there's no proof, but there's also no way you can prove that you're innocent. Yep. I mean, there's, I mean, it's a million different plots like that. Yep. But there's one that's specifically with someone being crazy, and I can't remember what it is now. But anyway. But it, uh, oh, the one that, oh, um, 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 um. One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Yeah, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's yeah. Nest. Yeah, yeah, It's exactly what it is. I thought it was that or uh, Shutter Island. That's another Same one. thing. Yep. Although, isn't he crazy in the end? Yeah, he is crazy in yeah. the end. But it's the idea that they're going to, like, the whole movie you think they're going to try to plant him to, like, make him think that he's yes, cra- like right. And you're like, oh, right. Yeah. yeah. Um, crazy is not the politically correct term. It's. No. Uh, you're ill. You're sick. Yeah, you're ill. Yeah, you yeah. have a mental illness. Yes. Yes. Um. But the moral of the story is, is that let's free Britney. Yeah. Let's give her the opportunity to live her best life. Absolutely. You know, I think she deserves it. And I'm, it's funny that uh, actually very recently, so like within the last two months, mm-hmm. she had a court hearing within yep. July yep. Uh, via Zoom, hashtag right. COVID. Yeah. And everyone attended except for her. Right. She couldn't attend because she was having connectivity issues. Mm. Three hours later. Posted on Instagram. Yeah. So, you know, her father was like, yeah, called Bell, was like, pulled a plug. Yeah, exactly. He was on the phone for two and a half hours with customer service just to turn (laughs) it down on time. Um, But yeah, and that happened. And now there's the doctor that originally prescribed the medication and originally put her under the mandated court um, just died. So now they're having a reevaluation over As this. As they should. Over these next months. So yep. every three months, yep. they're now reevaluating the conservatorship. Yeah. So if you ask me, I say she's going to have another court hearing soon. I don't know when. Because yep. to be honest with you, when I Google it now, like I dare someone to Google 2020 Britney Spears court case or yep. like court hearing or something. It is just riddled with ads on from YouTube people trying to put out the video of the same nonsense of like free Britney. Yeah. And I can't actually find, excuse me, the appropriate information of what I'm looking for. Yeah. Cause like the SEO is just full, just polluted with bullshit. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, hashtag free Britney. Hashtag free Britney. I left out a lot. I didn't leave out a lot, but like, a lot of specific details. You got a lot in, but I got a lot in. Yeah. Uh, but please go and look at it yourselves and yep. watch videos and check out her Instagram. It's a mess. Oh, I feel so horrible. But my her. heart is warm for her. Yeah. I want her to be better and I want her to be free. Not even better. She's probably all, all right. Oh, better. No. Oh, I know what you're saying. No, no, like, no. Better I don't than think what she is in the end. Yeah. I don't think she's all right, though. But it could be because she's medicated and she shouldn't be. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Anyways. Oh, yeah. Brittany. Brittany. Loves your girl. It's been a while. Um, I need to go get some more wine. So we're going to take a little break. Yeah, pause it. That's not pause. Jeff. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, we're back. We're back. Yep. I didn't tell you. No, Evan, I wasn't even close to ready. As if we can't edit this out. We can't. When we're not live. This is live. (laughs) Is it? Maybe. This is what living is. This is life. What is life? Thank you. Baby, don't hurt me. I don't know why it took me so long to find that key. Um, I don't even think you found it. No, you you're, just you're right. Down I just doubled down. Um, next. Next. The moon landing. Now. There's a lot of conspiracy about this. And I mean a lot. Yep. To the point where, like, I had, like, anyway, I'll just go into it. But, yeah. And I'll tell you about it as we go. 
Please do. And I will. Say that again. <laughs> Please do. Please <laughs> Throughout the 1950s, the U.S. and the Soviet Union were locked into what Time magazine coined as a race for the moon. In the mid-1950s, a race for the moon. Nice. Thanks. A space race began after World War II. The U.S. and the Soviets were obsessed with nuclear war. Mm -hmm. And after the U.S. dropped the bomb in Hiroshima, the threat of nuclear war became even more real. Yeah. Because, you know, someone used a nuclear bomb. Yep. 98. Uh, what'd you say? Nothing. Keep going. You said 98. Yep. As in 1998. No, that's not what I meant. But we can talk about it another time. What did you mean? Off the air. Okay. Evan, off the air. I don't know. Off the air. Evan. Am I in, Evan. A, in, a, am I in a conservatorship? <laughs> Too soon? Hashtag um, free Evan. This is... Oh, <laughs> hashtag free Willie. This is why free each Willie. wanted to be... Oh, yeah. So this is why each wanted to be the first to be in space so badly. To put the fear of God in the other one. Yes, basically, obviously. Right? Yep. To achieve space light... Space flight milestones was seen as a necessity for national security, not to mention the symbolism of being the first one to do it. Mm -hmm. And they were like the two doing it. Yep. Canada was like, hey. Hey there, hey. Uh, <laughs> hey there, hey. What, what uh, you guys doing Do you there? want some maple syrup? You should bring some of that up there, eh? I got some uh, bottled moose to take with you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the competition really took off in August of 1955 when the U.S. said they would launch a satellite in the near future. The Soviets were like, yeah, well, you know what? We're going to do it first. Mm -hmm. And they did. October 4th, 1957, they launched Sputnik, Sputnik. 1. Four years later. One? One, yeah, Sputnik 1. The, There's more than one Sputnik. Is there? Yep. Didn't know. Four years later, on April 12th, 1961, the Soviets sent the first human to space, Yuri Gagarin. Okay. And then, on June 16th, 1963, they sent the first woman to space, oh. Valentina Tereshkova. Ooh. Who wasn't even an astronaut. Mm -mm. She was what they call a cosmonaut, which is like someone who doesn't train to be an astronaut, but is, can they just send to space? Like, why would they do that? Did they I'm, not have enough astronauts? Like it's, it's like a civilian in space. So I guess they go with, they go with other astronauts, but they allow basically a, um, a cosmonaut, a cosmonaut pedestrian basically to go with them. I think she was a astronomer or like she was a something, but she wasn't an astronaut. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Uh, not to mention numerous other firsts over the next few years in terms of flight duration, spacewalks, and other activities. So, and this is all Russia doing it, or at the time, Soviet Union. Man, I think it would be, as a side note, I think it would be cool as frig to work for NASA. Yeah, it'd be very cool. Yeah. Unless you have to cover up the conspiracies. Dun, dun, dun. But anyway, so Russia's doing all this stuff way before the States did. And, but it's sort of like the Guinness World Records, like just add one extra word, like, you know, yep. when somebody's like, you know, the longest duration of a single piece of chewing gum. And they're like, oh, yeah, well, longest duration of a single piece of chewing gum in space, <laughs> right? So it's like they're just like beating everything by just being like, well, we're going to do this in space. Yeah. I they, did eight million jumping jacks. Well, I had eight million and one jumping exactly. jacks. It's that. It's just a pissing um, contest. Yeah. Yeah. So, of course, all signs are pointing to Russia having the advantage in space technology in the early 1960s. Yep. The race soon turned to the moon specifically, and much of this was Kennedy's doing. Mm. And we're back. On May 25th, 1961, President John F. Kennedy issued a challenge in his speech to Congress. And I quote, I believe that this nation... What does he have? You have to do, I believe. No, he's Boston. Kind of. Boston. Boston. I believe that this nation should commit itself to achieving the goal before this decade is out of landing a man on the moon and returning him safely to Earth. 
That bad? Man, when I started that, I was like, this is going to be a nightmare. And I finished it going, that was a pleasant... It didn't sound <laughs> Boston, but it sounded JFK. I think he's from Boston. I, could I be mean, wrong. he could be, but it yeah. sounded like JFK. But it de- like I wouldn't have been sat there and been like, Yay. I wouldn't have sat there and been like, huh, JFK is definitely from Boston. But I sat right. there being like, JFK, that was JFK. Well done. What am I? Chat- if I wish, hang out sentences. Now I can't speak. No, nope, I'm, I'm in JFK mode. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I wish I could do impressions better, but maybe yeah. I just like, don't let myself go. And that's how I did. I just let go and let's went there. Okay, let's let's test it. Jim Carrey. What? How can you do an impression of Jim Carrey? Why not? Like, I don't know what you mean. How do you imp- impersonate Jim Carrey? Okay, let yourself go. What did we just say? No, can't do it. Right. I can't. I can't even. Like, <laughs> what movie is <laughs> That was Jim Carrey. That was a good Jim Carrey. Uh, previously, Kennedy was not so hot on the space program and thought that money could go to better resources. But after the humiliation and fear over the Bay of Pigs invasion, Bay of Pigs invasion. Ah, he- that also goes into the Watergate scandal. Yep. <laughs> He thought the American people needed a win and asked the vice president to look into how they could help NASA catch up to the Russians. Yep. The two major options at the time were either establishing an orbital space station or a crewed landing on the moon. Mm-hmm. Not crewed as in C-R-U-D. Yeah. A very, like, risque <laughs> landing. Um, so those were the milestones to reach. And Kennedy was told, based on intel of rocket lifting capabilities, the U.S. had a chance to achieve the moon landing first. I'm sorry, I'm picturing the meeting in the a White crude House. crude landing. They're, like, crude. Like, someone was, like, the secretary was documenting the conversation, but spelt it C-R-U-D-E. Yeah. So then when they brought it to the next meeting, they're like... So the next thing we have to do is land a crude <laughs> landing on the moon. And then they discussed it for like 10 to 15 minutes right. before they realized it was C-R-E-W-E-D. Yeah. Anyways. Funny. Um, Not so funny yeah. for anyone else except for me, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so by the, But that's why I said it. Because I was like, all I need to do is entertain Jeff. Uh, so by this point, both countries had sent out artificial satellites, which were in orbit. Both countries had had a person launch into space and return safely. Nice. They haven't landed anywhere and come back, but they've no. gone to space and returned. Both had sent lunar probes, but only Russia had managed to land one on the moon. Some failed their launch, some launched successfully and just missed the moon. Mm. Imagine all that work and just like, oh, you missed. I mean, I'm sure it's a lot of calculations. By oh, 1959, yeah, a lot of calculations. Yeah. By 1959, the Russians had landed a second probe on the moon, which had sent back pictures. The U.S. were late to the game and really amped up their probing. Pause for effect. <laughs> Lunar probing. <laughs> After the Russian success. A crude landing indeed. Indeed. <laughs> they basically started in 1959 once the Russians had done it. And they were like, let's go to town. Kennedy called us out and said, let's do this. Here's a bunch of money. And they're like, giddy up. Let's like, do it. Okay. Yep. Let's so go. moving along, 1962, Kennedy proposes joint US-USSR space program. Wow. Soviet premier at the time says basically... <laughs> Years later, though, Khrushchev's son says that he was going to accept Kennedy's proposal as it would be so cost-effective, and together these two superpowers could make incredible advancements. Yeah. Which is just like, friendships. Yes, friendships. If all of the Earth could get along, we would be way more farther ahead. If they could just ahead. probe each other, they could get there fast. <laughs> anyway, but once Kennedy was assassinated, he was like, nope, I don't like the other guy. Not doing it. Who was the other guy that followed? Uh, LBJ. LBJ. Uh, he didn't like LBJ. So anyway, Kennedy's dead. 
We know why. We kind of. Well, President Johnson is like, we're going to do this. And one week after his death, issues an executive order to name Cape Canaveral and the Apollo launch facilities after Kennedy. Now it's the Kennedy Space Center. Yeah. The U.S. starts Project Gemini. And the USSR start Project Vaskshot. Ooh, I like that one better. I know, it's much better. Mm. Both of which are focused on two to three capacity spacecraft. So two or three astronauts can go up. Cool. Because, of course, you leave Earth in this Jesus big rocket. Mm. Once you get outside the atmosphere, that falls off the rocket, and you're yep. just in this little shuttle. Both teams had to figure out how to land, turn the engine off on the moon, make repairs, etc., and then turn the key, hope she starts, when Ugh. you're like 12 kilometers next to empty, parked on a hill, and get on back Canass to Earth. Hill with right? the on. Exactly. <laughs> you're like, oh, the gas is on the left side of the tank, she's not going to start. No. Nope. And then get back to Earth. So this is the things like, we haven't done this. Yeah, we got into space and turned around and came back, yeah. but stopping yeah. and then getting back is a different thing. Yeah. Before this, any person in space basically just orbited around Earth for a while and yeah. then jumped back on. Right. <laughs> So through Project Gemini, <laughs> I don't know. It's a funny picture, isn't it? It is. Orbit space, be like, oh, jump, get no, back on. Here we go, quick, quick, get back in, quick. Here's your moment. It's like double dutch. Yeah. So through Project Gemini, there are many things the U.S. had to confirm before they could ever try to get to the moon. There were over a dozen Gemini space flights. Gemini three became the first to demonstrate the ability to change the craft's orbit. Gemini 5 set a record of almost eight days in space, long enough for a piloted lunar mission, which is important. No one had been out that long. Lunar. Lunar. What did I say? I'm just... Never mind. Oh. Uh, the Gemini 8, piloted by Commander Pilot Neil Armstrong, Ooh. achieved the first docking between two spacecrafts, his Gemini craft and an Agena target vehicle. Because in space? In space. Wow. They locked onto another one and, and actually landed on the spacecraft. On Gemini 12, Buzz Aldrin another one who was on Apollo 11, yep. um, spent over five hours working comfortably outside the spacecraft, proving that humans could perform productive tasks outside their spacecraft. Buzz. Buzz Lightyear. Conspiracy. I'm just going to say <laughs> it. Uh, I'm just going to say it. The race came to a halt when, on January 27th, the first Apollo flight failed when fire swept through the entire cabin during a ground test. They hadn't even left the ground, killing all three, mem- all three crew members inside. NASA put its lunar launchings on hold for a full year while it redesigned the module. The next manned flight, Apollo 7, so like two through six were unmanned. Uh, Apollo 7 launched on October 11, 1968, orbiting the Earth 163 times and spent 11 days in space. Woof. Yep. Apollo 8 launched on December 21st of the same year, the first crewed mission to use the Saturn V rocket, which was the first rocket powerful enough to take the spacecraft into lunar orbit. With me? The crew circled the moon 10 times in 20 hours and transmitted one of the most watched TV broadcasts in history. It aired Christmas Eve 1968 and concluded with a reading from the book of Genesis. Oh my God, how sweet is that? Isn't it? Isn't it? All of these St. Bond's boys on that flight. Yes, I bet every single one of them. Yeah. Imagine how tempted they'd be. They're circling around the moon ten times. Like, boys, let's just hop on in now. Like, remember the double dutch we did like they ten couldn't. years ago around Earth? If they if they hopped on, they would have all died at this time. Says who? They didn't have they hadn't planned planned enough to be able to do it. And I'll tell you why in a second. Now well tell me why. Because they didn't just take a rocket, land the rocket on the moon, take off again. That's not a thing. No. 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 Apollo 9 launched on March 3rd, 1969, and practiced docking procedures between the command module and the lunar module. Yeah. So it's important to understand, because I was confused by this. Sure. 
the whole like when Neil Armstrong was practicing these docking things, I was like, well, what does that have to do with going to the moon? There are three pieces involved, literal like pieces of spaceship. The crew rode inside a gumdrop-shaped capsule that looks sort of like a jujube, but without the bumps. This is like a little yep. triangle yep. called the command module. This is sitting on top of a service module, which is a large cylinder that carried supplies, propellants, and large rocket engine. The third part is the lunar module. So essentially, they go up in the huge rocket, the arse falls off, yep. and the cute little space shuttle thing at the front is what they now fly in. Yep. But also, there is a separate lunar module. So like you've seen the pictures of the lunar module probably. It's like sort of like golden-y. Yeah, it has yeah, little yeah. legs. Yep. So that comes out of the rocket part. Sure. It's not attached to the thing they're flying in. Nope. They have to turn around 100 degrees and attach themselves to it. Cool. And they can crawl from one to the other and launch that off. Sounds like a ordeal. It's an ordeal, which is why they had to go out so many times to practice each thing separately, and then they would add them together. Yeah. Right? So the dress rehearsal was Apollo 10, <laughs> where the crew performed every aspect of the lunar landing except the actual landing. Then they ran three weeks of previews. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Rewrote Act 2. Yeah. Uh, but they did get in the lunar module. One person stays in the command module and waits. He's rotted. Obviously. Obviously. He's like, you're going to the moon. I'm going to wait here. Yes. So they flew His off. name is Woody. Yeah. <laughs> they flew off and lowered within 50,000 feet of the moon's surface. But didn't land because that wasn't their thing. They came back, stuck back onto the command module, and then flew home. Sure. So now we're at Apollo 11. Armstrong, Collins, and Aldrin. Buzz. Yeah. Woody stayed home. Yeah. July 16th, 1969 at 9.32 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time. Ooh. A Saturn V rocket carrying Apollo 11 spacecraft lifted off from JFK Space Station. After orbiting the Earth one and a half times, the Saturn V refires and sends Apollo 11 rocketing towards the moon. Yeah. Soon after, the command service module, Columbia, separated from Saturn, flipped around, connected nose to nose with the lunar module, Eagle. July 19th. These are all very American names. Oh, yeah. July 19th, they enter lunar orbit. After 24 hours and a check of the lunar module, Armstrong and Aldrin separate from Columbia and make their descent. So Collins just sits in the command module and he's got to wait. July 20th, 102 hours after launch, at 4.17 p.m., Armstrong and Aldrin landed in the Sea of Tranquility, a flat lava plain of the moon's surface. Armstrong sends the famous message, Houston, Tranquility Base here, the Eagle has landed. And that's where that expression comes from. Did not know. No? Whenever anybody says the Eagle has landed. I just think of Eagle landing. No, it's the lunar module was called Eagle. Yeah, yeah, I get it. I know, but I didn't know. Did you? No, I just said I didn't. Oh, good. Six (laughs) six hours later, Armstrong Three cheers for listening to one another. (laughs) Uh, This marriage will never last. Six hours later, Armstrong stepped out of a spacecraft and took his first steps on the moon while half a billion people watched on television. Wow. Climbs down the ladder and says... That's one small step for a man, one giant leap for mankind. Mm -hmm. I mean, that was scripted. They collected (laughs) lunar surface material. So, you know, cheese, because we all know the moon's made of cheese. It's made out of cheese. Noted the differences in gravity and took photographs. They leave behind an American flag, a patch honoring the fallen Apollo 1 crew, and a plaque on one of Eagle's legs that reads... Here, men from the planet Earth first set foot upon the moon. July 1969 AD, we came in peace for all mankind. Isn't that majestic? Isn't it, though? It's so good. Now, I could have just started at, the bodies landed on the moon. Here's the conspiracy. Yep. Right? But the reason I tell you all this is for two reasons. 
One, to show you how much time and effort and money the states put into getting someone on the moon. Yep. Because that's important to all of the conspiracy theories. Sure. Secondly, to show you how much time and energy I put in to my explaining research. Oh, thanks, buddy. You're welcome. Many of the main arguments with the conspiracy stem from the video, because it's all live, right? Yes. Uh, recordings of the event. And I will preface this by saying most of them are super dumb. Oh, yeah. The, the conspiracies. like, But, like, sometimes, like, you know, a lot of the 9-11 stuff, when I'm, like, reading that stuff, I'm like, yeah, maybe. Maybe. None of this is maybe. Gotcha. All of this is like, yeah, the scientists just went, that's what you think? Here's why that's not true. Mm-hmm. Uh, according to American scientist James Laguski, the conspiracy theories are impossible because of their size. The conspiracy would have to involve more than 400,000 people. He says it would just be easier to land on the moon. Wait, pause. Just for anybody who happens to not know what the conspiracies are, what are the conspiracies? That's what I'm going to tell you now, obviously. Yeah, but you were kind of like, I feel like you skipped the important sentence of telling me what the conspiracy... I, I mean, oh, no. I guess that the I've foundation... I've got two pages of conspiracies for you. I guess the, the conspiracy is, is that it didn't actually happen. Is that yeah. the U.S. faked them landing on the moon? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I thought that was clear. It, it, it's definitely clear to me. Right. Okay, yeah. So that's what the conspiracy is. I'm just is. thinking of poor Peter Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, he says, like, for that to happen, for them to fake it, yeah. 400,000 people would have to be in on it. That is shocking. And never give in over the decades. Because since then, other people have gone to the moon. So, all that would have to be either false or... Now we can do it, but we couldn't then, but they all covered it up. And the, yeah. actually, they were the first ones, but they didn't want to say anything. Like, it wouldn't happen. Thank like, you, it would you. just be easier to land on the moon than it would be to cover that up. Yep. So I'm going to run you down through this quick because there's a lot. Let's do it. So number one, people say, all the photos are way too high quality. Okay. For 1968 on the moon. How yes. would you have a camera that good? Yeah, sorry they, for putting the highest quality imaginable back then on the biggest yes. project ever. You know that they're going to have the best cameras physically possible. You know, like if we did today, they wouldn't send up the iPhone 4. No, exactly. Like, come and on also, now. they took hundreds of photos and NASA, NASA published the good ones. Yeah. They didn't publish 700 photos. They published like <laughs> 24. God damn it, Neil, you're blinking again. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> Open your eyes. Buzz. Open them. <laughs> To infinity and beyond. beyond. <laughs> um, number two, the U.S. flag. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Number two. I thought of something really stupid. Imagine if that's where that catchphrase came from. Like, you know, he has said that they said uh, that, like, one small step for man, one yeah. largely for hum- hum- humankind. Yeah. Uh, that he was, like, rehearsing that yeah. in the ship before he went, to, okay, one small step for man, one large step for humankind. And Buzz is going, to infinity and beyond, <laughs> to infinity and beyond. I'm going to say, no, 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 no. Can I say mine? I think mine's better. No, no, no mine's better. And then... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Like, we'll use it in the next one. We'll use it in the next movie. one. Next time we land on the moon, I promise. Okay, yeah. fine. All right. You do yours. Uh, the next one is the U.S. flag appears to be flapping in the pictures. Yeah, but there's no wind in space. The moon has no atmosphere, therefore no wind. Yeah. But the flag did have a tra- traversal pole along the fabric. So basically like an L-shaped pole mm. holding the flag up. Because otherwise, in space, a flag would just be like... Yeah, and on a non-windy day, every flag hangs down. Yep, and we'll be like, "Well, that's, what's the point of putting a flag up?" So yep. they put this little thing in there to stick it up. Yeah, they knew there would be no wind. They're not idiots. They're astronauts. Yes, right. The argument is that you're seeing the flag move because of this pole inside the flag itself to keep it erect. The ripples that people see make it look like the flag is moving, but in fact, the flag was just wrinkled, and it looks like it's flapping, but it's actually perfectly still because there is no atmosphere. No, right. So they're incompetent at ironing. Not faking Absolutely. the land. Yeah, they couldn't the fit the iron in. No. Had, no. Out of anything they could have done, ironed the GD flag. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there are no stars in any of the pictures. And people go, hang on, you're in space. How are there no stars? 
Some people say the stars were removed from the photo so that ast astronomers couldn't look at the photo, analyze the stars in the background, and go, oh, no, this had to be taken from Earth because this is the way that stars look on planet Earth. Mm -hmm. Incorrect. In reality, stars wouldn't appear in photos um, of this nature for the same reason that when you're in a big city and all of the lights are reflected into the sky, you can't see the stars either. In this case, all of the light that would reflect from the moon's surface and the lunar module and the astronauts' um, suits. white suits, you wouldn't see the faint stars in the background. Interesting. Yep. There is a rock that appears to have the letter C written on it. Oh. Uh, so like incorporated. <laughs> yeah. Conspiracy theorists argue that the rock is a prop and the technicians of NASA forgot to take it out of the shot and the whatever like film yeah. like studio that they were in. Imagine who was in whose job that was yes. on the film set. Yeah. Like they wouldn't make that mistake and if they did they wouldn't publish that photo. So it doesn't appear in the original shots, and they think it is actually a coiled hair and later prints on the film. Somebody's hair is just there and makes it look like it's a little hair C on the rock. Mm. Yep. Or it's a rock that has a, like a little thing on it that makes it look like the letter C. Yeah, that, that's more believable than a hair or a prop. I think yeah. both of those are kind of yeah, stupid. Um, the angle and color of shadows are inconsistent. So people think that artificial lighting was used because of this. Mm hmm People claim it's easy to see two big glowing objects in the left side of some of the pictures, and they say that there's lights mounted on tripods that appeared in the picture by accident. Again, no one is stupid enough to post those pictures. No. They wouldn't happen. And if they leaked, leaked them, if someone was bold enough to leak them, they'd leak more than that. True. Right? Um, so what's their explanation for that? The shadows on the moon are complicated for a variety of reasons, but mostly due to the numerous light sources on the moon. The sun... Sunlight reflected from the Earth, sunlight reflected from the moon's surface, sunlight reflected from the astronauts, and sunlight reflected from the lunar module. The shadows aren't going to fall like we see them on Earth, because all we have is shadows from the sun. True. They're getting shadows from all of these different things. I with, guess there, there must no, be, there no must no be reflection from the Earth, mm -hmm. otherwise we wouldn't be able to see it. Yeah, exactly. And also, the surface of it is white, so it reflects a hell of a lot more than Earth does. Yeah, as opposed to the last episode, remember? Yeah. The polar rice caps. Yep. Yeah, exactly that. Way more. Uh, number five, footprints in the sand are well-preserved. Mythbusters hit this one up, and it's because it hasn't been weathered like Earth. So it hasn't been hurt. It hasn't been hurt <laughs> and like damaged free Earth. 2007. Um, Earth sand has sharp edges, so this allows dust particles to stick together and hold their shape in the vacuum because the moon is literally like being in a vacuum. There is no atmosphere. That's how that happens. A resident of Perth, Western Australia, said that for two to three seconds, she saw a Coca-Cola bottle roll across the lower quadrant of her television screen oh, during the live broadcast. God. And that several letters appeared in the paper of people who also saw it. No newspaper reports of recordings have been found to back this up. She also commented on how she had stayed up late to watch it live while the moon landing happened in the middle of the day in Australia. So yep. it's like, you are a Looney Tune. Yep. On a subsequent she trip, she has seen some exposure. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> on a subsequent trip to the moon years later, to prove the whole no one can go to the moon theory, because a lot of the conspiracy theories think not only did they fake this one, humans can't go to the moon ever. That's the, we can't get there because we don't have the technology yet. Oh, to prove that no one can go to the moon theory false on Apollo fifteen. David Scott did a filmed experiment by dropping a hammer and a falcon feather at the same time. Both fell at the exact same rate and hit the ground at the exact same time. The surface of the moon, you mean? Yeah. yeah. Proving that he was in a vacuum yep. on the moon, right? 
Stanley Kubrick directed the moon landing video as another conspiracy theory. Do you know Stanley Kubrick? I don't know the name, but I've heard like he when directed, I did like other, The Shining. Yeah, when I did my other research for um, uh, Area Fifty One, yes. that name came up. Yeah. yeah, so he directed The Shining. He's a very famous director. He directed The Shining. He directed Two Thousand One: Space Odyssey. Oh, okay, cool. Like cool, those cool, huge, cool. huge movies. Yep. In 1964, he released his military satire, Doctor Strangelove. Yep. And he wanted to shoot some of the film inside a B-52 bomber, but the Pentagon refused him the right. He managed to make it pretty impressive for the time on a very low budget with special effects, and apparently someone at the Pentagon was very impressed with his technical ability. So then they're like, well, that's what we should get to do this moon landing, mm. right? May if he well. says no, they blackmail him because his brother is the leader of the American Communist Party. Are you sure this is not Bob Lazar? Yes. And they give him unlimited financial support to shoot his next movie, 2001 Space Odyssey, mm. which is like one of the biggest, largest movies of all time. Really? Yeah. Have you ever seen it? Yeah, but like... You have seen it? Yeah. It's wild, isn't it? It is great. Yeah. But I mean, like, would you consider that the highest budget? At the time, probably. Okay, yeah, I guess like, relative on, to on the time. On limited budget, yeah. Yeah, you know, I guess to his time. Yeah. Um, some conspiracy theorists actually take a scientific approach to the issue, which may be the first time that conspiracy theorists take a scientific approach. Normally, it's like, let's take a four bottles of wine approach. Yeah. Um, some say that it is, an imp- it is impossible for the human race to send anyone to the moon at our current technological level, let alone in 1969. One theory is based on the Van Allen radiation belts that surround Earth. No human can cross those belts unscathed, they say. We don't have the technology to build an effective shield against them. Have you ever heard of these, the Van Allen uh, radiation belts? No. Nope, I haven't either. So I went to digging. I went to digging. This sounds like if there's going to be something that's actually plausible, this is it. Sure. So I found this article where this person asked a question about how the moon landing happened and is space flight possible because his brother denies all of it and he doesn't know how to explain it because he's an idiot and he doesn't listen to this podcast. No. He explain it. Enter Julian Scudder, assistant. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she's assistant uh, professor in uh, physics and astronomy. Julian Scudder. Julian. Julian. And she says... Uh, the Van Allen belts are not part of our atmosphere. They extend hundreds of miles outwards into space. There are two donut-shaped rings surrounding our planet and exist because of our magnetic field. For context, space shuttles and the International Space Station orbit at height between 204 and 330 miles above the Earth's surface. The innermost Van Allen belt sits somewhere between 400 and 6,000 miles above the surface. So you can still go out in a spaceship orbit around the Earth, and never actually come near these Van Allen belts. Sure. So if you're launching into space, orbiting around Earth, not a big deal. But when you have a manned space flight that goes outside of Earth to somewhere else, like the moon, um, it could be an issue to go through these belts. The Van Allen belts are a, not a physical barrier. So in principle, yes, we could have easily sent the Apollo spacecraft through the belts, but apparently it would have been a very bad idea at the time. The belts are a kind of trap for charged particles like protons and electrons. They're held in space by the magnetic field of the Earth. It's the charged particles that are the issue as they're damaging to the uh, human body. Have another glass of wine, Evan. They can range from nothing to lethal depending on the energy that they deposit, their density, and the length of time you spend exposed to them. In the case of the Apollo mission, the solution was to minimize, like, they weren't like, oh, we didn't know about that. We're not, like, you know, rocket scientists. Oh, no. wait. Yes, we are. We know about them. Yeah. You idiots. 
So the solution was to minimize the second two factors, density and time. They can't control how much energy that the particles have. So from sending probes through the belt, the density in certain spots is known because for years they sent unmanned shuttles through it and probes through. So the goal would be to travel through a region that isn't as dense and get them through it as fast as humanly possible. Yep. Turns out this is part of the plan the whole time. They had on board dose counters for average radiation, and they were found on the return trip to have 0.38 of radiation percentage on, on board, and therefore in the humans, which is about the same as having two CT scans of your head on Earth. Which isn't recommended to do like every single week, but like not gonna kill you. No, but like if I'm going to the moon and back, like screw yeah. it, come on with it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, you're not going to be affected in any way. No. Nope. If you did it every Saturday, yeah, probably don't go through the radiation belts every Saturday. <gasps> but you're fine. Um, and then there's a bunch of mechanical issues, like because there's if you go to Wikipedia conspiracy theories for the moon, it's like a lengthy page. Um, there's the lunar module didn't leave craters in the ground yet footprints did, which is fact checked and checks out. Of, like, the way that it landed and, like, the gravitational pull of the moon and, like, it just wouldn't have. Anyway, second stage of the rocket launch made no visible flame after they took off again to project to the moon. And science tells us why. It's like whatever it was didn't, wouldn't have shown up visible flame. Sure. Uh, Also, there should be a two-second delay in communication due to the distance of how far the astronauts were away. They're, like, 250,000 miles away. There should be a two-second delay in communication. And some of the videos and audio, there wasn't. It's like, no, 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 there was. And the original, if you listen to the original, there was. If you listen to another one, it's been edited out yeah. for consistency. And yeah. also to, like, we people are impatient. They don't want to wait two seconds before the person goes, yes, Houston, blah, blah, uh-huh. Wait. They just go, let's edit that out and make the conversation snappy. Yeah. Um, also, some people say that the rocks they brought back from the Earth were... Um, sorry, brought back from the moon, were fake. They aren't. In fact, that the unmanned ship from Russia, when they sent the probes to Russia, uh, sent the probes to the moon, they got some rocks, brought them back. Same thing. Same rocks. And also, there's no collusion between the US and Russia. So it's like, they wouldn't have the same rocks. Why would they do that? They wouldn't. No. But now we've proved they are. So in conclusion, the moon landing happened. Everyone shut up about it. (laughs) Mic drop. Mic drop to infinity and beyond. Whoop, whoop. Um, so I mean, it's very obvious your stance. You think? Well, that- yeah. I mean, if and there's so, like I said, there's so many more. Like I just buzzed through the mechanical things at the end, but there's like 14 more mechanical things. Yeah. That I was like, I'm not even gonna get into them because they're all like, some people say this, and it's like, but scientists have proven blank. But some people say this, but scientists have proven blank. Yeah. It's like it happened. It just happened. See, like my. My thing is with conspiracy theories. Yeah. Is the motive is the number one. Yeah. Like it's one thing to just sit there and be like, that's fake because X, Y, and Z. Oh, there's huge motive. Like the motive is just to get ahead of that of, of the Russia. space race. Yeah. Right? The space a- race. Absolutely. Absolutely. So like <sighs> But the other thing was the space race didn't end the Cold War. Uh Do you know no. what I mean? yeah, yeah. Like it, it like the only thing it did was Create a mild superiority complex between uh, almost a which was already there, the Russians and the states. Yeah, but like, yeah, I mean, the thing with that was like, sure, Russia was doing really, really well and and like rocking it, and every single milestone they were hitting first, and their U.S. was like behind them and like, okay, we can do this now. Yeah, but they were hitting all these milestones, so they were proving these things that can be done. Yeah, it's only a matter of time before they can do the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. Yeah, and also. 
it wasn't until JFK was lost the Bay of Pigs thing that was a shit show. He was like, let's, he was like, let's double down, double down, yeah. put all the money into NASA, mm-hmm. which is all the scientists were like, yeah, if we had the money, we could do this, obviously. Yeah, um, and like things like. The computers, like, at the time in the 60s, like, a computer was, like, the size of a room. Yeah. So, like, the computers that they would have had on the spaceship, like, how could they have possibly done all the things that they did on the spaceship? It's like, because they had billions of dollars behind them. Yeah. Your average computer, John, was the size of your room. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But they yeah. were able to make it the size of, like, a half of the room. Yeah. Give it up. Yeah, Get exactly. Bent. Get bent. That's annoying. But yeah. also, you get it. Oh, I get it. And I American get it. Why history is just riddled in underlying conspiracies of yes. people just concerned of the motives yeah of the elite lizard people yeah and i mean there's so many yeah there's shady motives and it's like there there's a possibility that they would fake it or whatever but it's like the the thing that killed it for me was a lot of the conspiracy theorists with this thing are like not only do they not go to the moon in 1969 they've never been to the moon no one can get to the moon it's like well you're an idiot that's not, that's not true. You know what I mean? It's just like, if your, only, if your issue was they didn't go in 1969, but then later we figured it out and got there, and they faked it originally, but no one will, will sit, come, like, you know, yeah, own yeah, up yeah. to it. Fine. Sure. But not like, no, that's impossible. No one can get through those belts. Like, that's a huge thing with a lot of, like, science. Some scientists are like, nope, can't get through the belts. But, like, here's the reason. I just explained to you why, and we're idiots, and we understand why. Yeah. So they did do it. It's 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 the classic like no one has been able to do a certain thing until one person does. Yeah. And then the human experience can just get that like that becomes the new standard. Yeah. It's like every like runner or every like major athlete is like, no one has ever ran this fast ever. And then all of a sudden, like three years later, everybody is running that fast. Exactly. Because they realize you can do it. Yeah. The second like the human brain can be like, Oh, this is no longer impossible. Yeah. You know, and also proved like, you know, those three guys took off in a rocket. Yeah. That was televised. So it's like you have proved to me they weren't in the rocket then. So what are you saying? That the, the rocket took off and it was unmanned and then they went to the then they went to the studio to record the thing. It's like there's no proof that the rocket took off without people inside it. Uh-huh. All the proof says everyone like the people were in it. So what do they do? Take off land without anybody knowing start it on get on to fox studios down universal yeah and away we go didn't happen that way it was area 51 yeah you're right yeah, yeah, come yeah, on yeah. now buddy that is actually one of the things that was filmed yeah area, area 51 yeah. was filmed there yeah. yeah uh hanky panky yeah Major. lots of hanky panky and uh i don't know less hanky panky in that one i think i think it's just like people bullshit yeah yeah i think people are looking like they're looking for reasons to doubt things. Yeah. 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 Agreed. You know, any like, sort of big American... I'd rather look for reasons to believe things. Like, class half full, people. Class half full. To infinity and beyond. Uh, There's a snake in my boot. Uh, <laughs> someone poison the water hole. <laughs> You're my favorite deputy. Oh. I are. think that's how we should end. You are. I'm your favorite deputy? Yep. How sweet is that? Um, are you done? Uh, yeah. I liked it. I'm, yeah, I'm done. For I liked good. it. Yep. I liked it. You did good. Thanks. And I've learned lots. Did you learn lots? Yeah. I think we should free Britney and free the American people from the conspiracy of the moon landing. Accept it and... Move on. Move on. Move on to greater and bigger things. Absolutely. Let's land on Mars. Let's well, send Britney Spears to Mars. 
Yes! She can finally be free there from her father. Yep. What a ridiculous idea. Uh, I mean, we've landed a lunar probe on Mars or something. Not a lunar probe. A lunar probe probe on Mars. Mars Mm. rover. That's what it's called, isn't it? Mars rover. The Irish rover. Don't even know her. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just trying to make that joke every episode. So many words end in ER. Yeah. Um, How fun. Yeah. So here we are, episode 15. Episode 15. um, We made some promises last week. We did, and We, we did not uphold them. We did not follow through whatsoever on any of them. And I'm not even a little bit sorry. Nope. If I'm being honest. Nope. Nope. You need to know, in future, yep. don't hold our word in high regard. No. Anything Jeff says, I take with a bottle of salt <laughs> and had to down so much water because my arteries get so clogged. Ah. And likewise, he and I, like he with me. Yes, he with me and I with her. And I with her and Dad Bogdan and Valio. <laughs> so, yeah, we didn't do the engagement story because we thought, you know what? This episode is going to be long because these are hefty topics. And they're a lot. They're a lot. Yep. And also... That story is a hefty topic, and, it definitely and, and could it's be. a lot. And there's a lot of conspiracies. Yep. There are. So, And also, we really want to do, as we said, this BuzzFeed um, Best Friends friend quiz. So yes. we're like, you know what? In the future, the near future, the near future, there will be a bonus episode. i got to go on vacation soon. Yes. We're going to make it happen. Real life, though, we are going to do a little bonus episode. Yep. And uh, we're very excited about it, so stay tuned. And by that, I mean it's not going to happen because we've already promised it in the past, and I'm promising it to you now in the future, which means I'm probably going to lie. It's not going to happen. Yeah, let's just not promise it. We'll say it's going to happen in the future. Let's say it's not going to happen. Ooh. <laughs> that was my Jeff Sims sound, wasn't it? Ooh. <laughs> As always, please, 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 follow us no, on... No, too desperate. Too desperate? Do it again, do it again. Please just follow us on Facebook and Instagram <laughs> uh, at the Splaincast. Um, and this one, I am going to actually sound very desperate about, but um, it would actually mean a lot if someone, if some people were to take the opportunity to go and uh, post something on so- on the uh, social media, but also to rate us and comment and leave us a review. Uh, Penny by Matt's listening. Tell them to shout it from the hills. I just gave you a shout out there, Matt. Go on then. Mm. Shut it from Nils. You're right. It did sound desperate. Um, if you want to send us a topic as well, we've got a couple this week, which we are very much looking forward to. Yeah. Um, we've already mapped it. We're being real good boys, and we've mapped out our next few episodes. We're being topics. lovely lads. Lovely lads. Um, so if you got one you want to send on in, um, my friend Darcy the other day was over for supper. Cooked us supper, actually. It was gorgeous. How lovely is that? Uh, the best gift you can give people who have children and like are struggling with new kids. Yeah. Come over and cook them supper. I don't want a gift. I mean, I'll listen to gift card for skip the dishes. Mm. But like, cook a supper is brilliant. It How was passive aggressive as Evan stares into my eyes. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Darcy said she's got some things. Because she messaged me and said, "What should I like message you on?" And I was like, um, "Do you listen?" Info at gmail.com. Yes. She's, oh, actually, yeah, right. she doesn't listen. She Do you think people shut this off at this point? They're sick of us saying the same thing. Maybe. 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 Um, but anyway, she's like, yeah, no, I've got a few. And I was like, come on, then. Come on. Loves it. So thank you, and keep sending. Yep. Jake sent one. Penny sent one. Yep. We did Leah's last week, and uh, Grace's as well. Yep. So, like... More to come. More to come. Loves them. Uh, we hope you learned something this week. And if you didn't, there's always next week. I feel like we should say that together, too. Do you want to try it? Yeah, do it again. Okay. We hoped you learned something this week. And if you didn't, there's, there's always, always next week. week. Ooh! Yeah. Yeah.
go look at my dicks. That's another little wink. <laughs> what? <laughs> Never mind. Let's finish this episode Let's now. Let's get the hell out of here.